welcome back to Small Screen Stories. This is the daily show where I go over all the news in the world of entertainment and pop culture. And there's a lot of stuff that's been happening recently. And um, I want to get into all of it. But before I, I start, please, if you could like and subscribe, that'd be wonderful. If you're, that's if you're watching over on YouTube. If you listen to this as a podcast, which I do, I do release this as a podcast, then uh, you can go and find it wherever you find your podcast at Small Screen Stories. Uh, if you're watch, listening sorry, on, uh, on Apple Podcasts, uh, then give us five stars. That'd be really, really great if you could do that. Um, I'm Edward Lauder. I'm sorry, I'm the editor of Small Screen. This is the first uh, episode of 2020. And um, I'm excited to do this uh, again. I'm sorry if there are some problems with uh, tech stuff going on. I am using uh, so <laughs> some things that don't always work quite the way I want them to, which is kind of annoying. But um, let's get straight into the news. And at the very top, we're going to be talking about Wal Walter Hamada. I've already talked about him on a previous episode. He is the uh, overseer over at DC Films. And he revealed in that uh, article, in that interview, sorry, with uh, with the New York uh, the New York Times, he revealed that there will be two Batman franchises running at the same time. So this is... This is kind of unexpected. This is something that we didn't, I didn't really expect. Again, um, this is something that some of you might be saying, well, it's quite old now, but it's actually kind of really got rolling uh, pretty recently, actually. A lot of people have been talking about this quite recently. And the reason is, is because basically what he, what the, uh, the author of the article then revealed on Twitter and I just want to get there, it's Brooks Barnes over at uh, the New York Times. He revealed that Keaton could possibly be the main batman in the in the sorry the dcu not ben affleck but he didn't say that so i really do want to go into into this in, in quite a lot of detail because there's quite a lot of stuff that i think uh, we really do need to to look into one of one of the things being what did he actually say uh during this during this uh, during well on on it on twitter did he actually really say that um, that Michael Keaton was is now the main Batman in the DCU. Well, not really. So he was responding to a guy called Nesta Klein who said, hi, based on your Hamada piece, um, some have interpreted that Warner Brothers is doing two franchises starring Batman, one with Pattinson and one with a new actor. Is that correct? Or were you referring to Keaton as the second Batman being part of a non-Batman-centric saga? Thank you. And he replied, Keaton. So... Um, people then went, well, what's happening? Does this mean Michael Keaton's now officially the DCU's main Batman? Are there going to be more, more Batman films starring Michael Keaton? Well, yes and no. I'll get into the, the yes in a, in a little bit. But no, because what Brooks there um, is actually referring to is uh, is the fact that Keaton is going to be playing Batman in The Flash. And he then then actually did uh, clear that up in a, in a subsequent tweet uh, where he basically said, I'll just, I'll get it up here. He said that he was, um, he was traveling, he was moving house, I believe, and that he had, he'd been offline for a while and he hadn't noticed the kind of crazy stuff that had been happening. So he said, been offline, moving apartments and returned to see this Michael Keane craziness. I was referring to the one film that Keaton has announced as being in, not set in his own, not set, not a set of his own Batman films. If I had, um, if I had info on him beyond the flash, I would have obviously put it in my article. So, you know, he's trying to clear up 
the the kind of what was really it was a bit of a mess to be honest because loads of people went a bit <laughs> a bit mad about this and um then my my friend over at geekosity mikey sutton then wrote wrote an article basically saying that no uh the, the media got it wrong uh, michael keaton is not going to be the dcu's main batman and he's not replacing ben affleck basically so i'll just say here as, rep- as I reported on December 28th, the New York Times' interview with DC Films President Walter Hamada would be distorted, cut up into pieces of misleading clickbait. Sure enough, that is exactly what happened, especially with Hamada's statement that Warner Brothers will have two different film sagas involving Batman, played by two different actors running at the same time. The running speculation that Keaton um, having his own theatrical Batman again has created this whirlpool of speculation, bogus information and wrongly interpreted corporate speak. He then added, Keaton will not be replacing Ben Affleck as Batman, uh, as his Batman will exist on a different Earth, where the main Dark Knight is a younger one, Terry McGuinness. The the continuity has no association with Affleck's in Suicide Squad, Dawn of Justice, or Justice League. The DCU is interpreted as the world in which director Zack Snyder visualized in Man of Steel, later explored in its spin-offs. So while the multiverse may connect Batman Beyond to that corner of the DC films, to say that Keaton is taking over Affleck's role in is um, in it is inaccurate, but makes for delicious revenue in an irritating um, in irritating worrying Snyder fans for sure. So yeah, he's he's right. He, my, uh, you know, Mikey Sutton is right about this. It was basically a load of clickbait that was, you know, put out there. Uh, I mean, I will say, like, I was, I was really confused, and I said it in my article about Michael Keaton. I was like, and then I was like, this doesn't really sound like it. It is really a thing. And then um, uh, Brooks Barnes then did go back onto Twitter to to clarify that those uh, those articles were misleading and um so yes don't don't panic you know ben affleck if uh, i think a lot of this has to do with the fact that a lot of people are very worried about what's going to happen with the future like what's going to happen with ben affleck we got the news that he is going to be coming back to play batman in um, andy muschietti's the flash which is great news that is wonderful news I'm very, very excited about that. And people are kind of thinking, well, what's next? There's been a lot of rumors about Ben Affleck potentially being in a Batman series, which I have heard only rumors about. Um, then there have been some, there's been a lot of speculation of like what's going to happen with with Robert Pattinson's Batman. There have been rumors spread by places like The Sun saying that it's basically a mess on set and he's really tired and he's being driven to breaking point, I believe was the, the quote used by The Sun. Those room, they're rumors. Um, it's the Sun uh, again. I do actually know the the <laughs> the, the journalist that, that wrote that article. I do know him, and I was kind of thinking, oh well, maybe maybe he's right. But it seems as though those were kind of blown out of proportion. I mean, you can always talk to people on set and like you know crew members and get some sort of story out of them because uh, they like they, they. I mean, it's gossip. They like to gossip, and I think a. Uh, fundamentally those reports that Robert Pattinson is having issues with Matt Reeves on set are wrong I mean maybe it's a bit of me like kind of wishful thinking I really hope that they're not that's not the case but it just sounds odd to me the whole thing about about uh, Matt Reeves being annoyed that he's not he wasn't buff enough is just ridiculous it's nonsense it's a different kind of Batman we saw the trailers he's a lean he's a leaner Batman he doesn't need to be Ben Affleck buff that he was in Batman versus Superman um, which I'm personally very, very uh, <laughs> happy about. But so we're, 
it's like where are we now where, where are we now with ben affleck's batman well at the moment what what we're seeing is that ben affleck is going to be coming back in the flash and that's it at the moment that's as far as it gets whether or not well that's as far as it's as it's gone whether or not we're going to see beyond that um ben affleck star as batman again in another project well that's that probably might happen that could happen but um, it's very much up to, like, as I mentioned before in a previous um, previous episode, Walt, you know, the, the higher-ups at, at Warner Brothers and DC Films, it's, it's a mess. It's a complete mess. So the first thing they need to do is sort themselves out. Once they can sort themselves out, then maybe we can start thinking about how to continue this, how, what's going to happen with Ben Affleck's Batman. Walter Hamada, in that, in that New York Times article, did say they were putting four films out a year, uh, DC Comics films out a year, and two of them are going to be coming to uh to hbo max so you know that they, they, they obviously are moving forward but um we need to just wait and see what happens with all of this stuff there's a lot of stuff happening and it, it can get overwhelming and those articles were pretty overwhelming but um what do you make of all this let me know in the comments below and let's put that to one side but stay in the batman realm of things and this is actually a small screen exclusive so i'm really really excited to talk about this and this is that uh According to my sources, Timothy Chalamet and Michael Keaton are in talks to star in a Batman Beyond movie, so a film, for HBO Max. So this, uh, I did talk about this in a previous article a while back now, but I think back in either October or November, I was told by my sources that um, that they were making a Batman Beyond series, was what I was told. So now, um, actually, they came back to me and uh, and said no. This is so. These are sources with reported links, close links to Warner Media. Uh, one of them I was able to verify who who they are. Actually, a while ago, I've worked with this person a lot in the past. And um, as again, I'll say full disclosure. I was told that this Batman Beyond project was going to be a TV show. However, it seems as though the information might not have been quite right, which happens in this industry. Um, no, apparently it's one of the films, one of the two films a year that's going to come to HBO Max and it's going to star, uh, as far as my sources are concerned or unaware, it's going to star Michael Keaton and Timothée Chalamet. So uh, Michael Keaton, of course, reprising his role as uh, Bruce Wayne and Timothée Chalamet playing Terry McGuinness, who is now the kind of young Batman in this universe, which is what Mikey Sutton was referring to in his article that I, uh, I quoted earlier. So here's here are the quotes that that um, again I do always ask my sources whether I can or whether I can direct quote them, and uh, most of them say yes, some of them do say no. So here's the first uh, first quote: Shelley and Keaton are close to signing on the dotted line. They have been in talks to star in what will be a Batman Beyond feature-length movie, not a TV show like I previously told you. The Batman Beyond film will be released straight to HBO Max and will be part of the DCEU. So when he when they say DCU I'm, I'm assuming that they meant like the, the kind of just DC universe which is which is now I mean we spoke before about whether Michael Keaton is part of the the, DC, the Batman's DCU I mean it is quite confusing but now that they're bringing different earths into it I suppose we can just all put it kind of into the same bracket as it were but uh, then a uh, second source then corroborated what the first source said and said, as it stands, Batman Beyond will actually be a film, not a TV show. It's coming to HBO Max, one of their two DC Comics movies a year, and it's looking like both Keaton and Shelley will be starring in it. Keaton will be back as Bruce Wayne, and Shelley is being lined up to play Terry McGuinness. Still early days, however... 
but it's looking more and more nailed on with every passing minute. So this kind of goes back to the article that Mikey Sutton wrote, um, talking about uh, about Michael Keaton not being the DCU's Batman and not replace well not replacing Ben Affleck. Let's say let's let's say that make it a bit simpler. So he said in his article, first of all, the new Keaton Dark Knight films uh, being planned are true. However, he won't be he won't really be the star. Rather, it's the Batman Beyond property that I broke on June twenty fourth on the Lords of Longbox website. At the time, the live-action Batman Beyond was only going to be on HBO Max. However, Warner Brothers eventually felt that this was too commercially huge to stay put on their streaming network. So, I mean, it, it seemed. It, it, uh, I mean, as my sources are telling me that it will be coming to HBO Max. The problem, I suppose, is that at the moment, the Warner Brothers is kind of in disarray, especially with what's going on with HBO Max and with the pandemic, the the COVID pandemic. So. They're prepping these movies, but they're still not sure whether they're going to be coming into into movies or, or or HBO Max or day and day on both platforms, which I think might actually be the way they go forward, especially if it is a Batman Beyond series, uh, sorry, movie. So with Batman Beyond, I'm pretty sure it's going to be coming, I think it's going to be day and day on both because, of course, as I've said in previous episodes and on previous shows, there's a massive problem with HBO Max is that it's not available um, outside of the United States. Which means that people over, for instance, me here in France or uh, a lot of the people in the UK where I used to live will not be able to watch that movie on that streaming service because the streaming service isn't available in the country. And that's to do with lots of different problems they have. I mean, basically, they kind of tie themselves into knots with their um, with their contracts, uh, like international contracts, which means that they couldn't just release uh like hbo max worldwide which is one of their big problems that's why they've only like i think they've got almost maybe over nine million subscribers now i think they've got a bit of a push with wonder woman but again they can only have people in the united states so what does that mean with these hbo max movies well what it means is they're probably just going to release them in cinemas uh over here in europe and elsewhere in in the world outside of the united states so either they release them in cinemas or they make another deal. Well, I mean, potentially in the UK with Sky, in France, Canada Plus, wherever you are, there probably are deals going on. But I think it would make more sense for them just to release these in as movies in cinemas and probably also have them on some sort of streaming service somewhere. But, I mean, it's a complicated situation as far as this Batman Beyond film is concerned. It's a film now. It's not a TV series, which is what I was told before. And it's going to be starring Timothée Chalamet and Michael Keaton. Again, this is, I, I do trust my sources, but this is still speculation until, uh, you know, we have an official announcement from Keaton or Chalamet or Warner Brothers. Uh, I will update you on whether, whether well, when that happens. And uh, I'm excited about this. This is something that I've been looking forward to for a long, long time. I'm a big fan of the animated series of uh, Batman Beyond. I think it's one of the best Batman properties around. And they obviously know this, which is why they really want to adapt this story. And they've got Michael Keaton now at the right age. They've got a good young Batman in Timothée Chalamet, who I believe is kind of represents something similar to what they're doing with, uh, with Robert Pattinson, but also kind of different, a bit more... He's younger still and another great actor in the role. But let me know what you guys think about this in the comments below. Right, moving on. And moving on to Jared Leto reportedly wants Snyder to direct a solo Joker movie. So this comes from Daniel Rickman, who's an insider. Um, he has a Patreon page. 
where he posts a lot of these scoops that he gets. I, I, again, I'd love to know who who his sources are, but uh, this kind of ties in with something that Jared Leto said in an interview. Uh, so this interview is with Variety, where he was actually talking about whether he'd be up for returning as the Joker after Zack Snyder's Justice League. And it sounds like they had a really good time working together. So to me, it sounds like this could actually happen in the future. But let's just, I'll read what he said in, in the interview uh, in the, with Variety. It's hard to say no to that character, the Joker. It's like Albert uh, Sparmer in The Little Things. They are very, there are very few characters that you play that absolutely, ha- um, sorry, that have absolutely no rules. You could just go to town. It's mu- it's so much fun, that energy. I had a lot of fun with that character. Sparmer, Sparmer reminds me a little bit of that character as well in that he's just a little outside of the box. He's someone who says everything he thinks, basically, and he all and he is always surprising. He is very playful, and I found him actually quite funny as well. So there he's, of course, comparing his uh, the Joker character to the character he's playing in his new HBO Max series called The Little Things, which is Albert Sparmer. And so to me, that sounds like he's really, really open for returning, which I think is a good thing because I think it's, it's something that we've needed. To, I've wanted to see him come back uh, for a while. And then we got the news that he's going to be coming back in Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is great news because I think he deserves a second chance. And it sounds to me like he had such a good working relationship with Zack Snyder that they do want to work together again. And um, would I like to see him in a Joker solo movie? You know what? Why not? Directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah, go on, give it to me. Uh, I think, you know, there's a lot of going, there's a lot of people out there that are currently asking to restore the Snyderverse. And I think this is a part of that. Um, I, I would actually... I'd actually personally be more interested in seeing him do the Justice League sequel, but could he could he do this? Yeah, honestly, why not? I'm pretty sure he could be involved, even if he doesn't direct it, Snyder doesn't direct it, I'm pretty sure he could be involved as a producer. Um, they've obviously been talking about this, so let's let's wait and see what happens. I, I would like it to happen, but again, it's not nailed on, and nothing's nailed on until it's officially announced by Jared Leto or Warner Brothers or Zack Snyder, uh, but let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. Would you like to see a Jared Leto Joker movie? Let me know in the comments. Right, moving on and moving on to well, some more uh, <laughs> some some more news about Jared Leto. And that's he's reportedly signed on for a Morbius trilogy. So this again comes from Daniel Rickman, um, who really does love putting these out there. But he's saying that. Jared Leto is not just going to be uh, turning up in Morbius, which is coming out later this year. He's also going to be in two other movies, so two other Morbius movies. I'm not sure whether that also includes potential cameos. I think that might. I, I think he might end up playing this character for a long, long time. To be honest, again, it all does rely on whether or not the first Morbius does well. Uh, Sony Pictures can have these things lined up, and if the first Morbius bombs, then of course they'll just scrap it. But I have a feeling that the fact that he's tied to it, he's a really, really... I know a lot of people like to kind of make fun of Jared Leto, but I think he's a brilliant actor, and I think he's a really, really good choice for that role. And he's also someone that they can really push in that in that franchise. And we know that they're kind of developing this kind of multiverse Spider-Man, basically what is a Spider-Verse, and it would make sense for them to bring in the likes of Jared Leto's Morbius and Tom Hardy's Venom into those movies uh, as 
either villains or potential kind of anti-hero allies. I th- I personally would like to see Spider-Man work alongside Venom and Morbius. I think that would be pretty cool. And it has happened in the comics. It's happened in the animated series. Um, actually, Morbi- Morbius is a very fascinating character, especially I think in the animated series because he's 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 conflicted. He he's a at heart he is a good person. Um, he's just ended up through just not it's not really a failed experiment but i suppose it is but he's ended up the way he is through a mistake really it's not it wasn't intended to be that way and fundamentally in at least in the animated series the spider-man animated series he is a good person so i think they might be pushing that envelope a bit more than rather have him be a straight villain and i think the same is to be said with tom hardy who actually his venom is just i mean he does some pretty nasty stuff in that venom movie but he does end up being the hero so maybe he'll end up actually working with spider-man in a potential spider-verse film which i i have been told is happening uh, i really hope it does happen and i really do hope they bring in those characters because i think they're brilliant actors imagine having the likes of tom holland tom hardy uh jared leto you know potentially andrew garfield and toby Maguire back it, i think it would work really really well but let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below Right, moving on and moving on to a We Can Be Heroes sequel. So it was actually revealed by Netflix that they're developing the sequel to We Can Be Heroes, which is the Robert Rodriguez movie with that um, dropped at the end of the year, 2020. And actually, I probably would have put it in my top 10. I really, really like that film. Um, I'm a big fan of Robert Rodriguez's. I think he does some brilliant, just wacky movies in general. He, of course, directed uh, the epi- one of the episodes of The Mandalorian Season 2, and he revealed that he was a last-minute kind of stand-in director for that. He was asked to do it as a favor from his friend John Favreau and he did and he ended up directing a really really good episode uh, with Boba Fett and he is now the executive producer on the book of uh, Boba Fett I'm almost a, I'm actually 100% sure he's going to be directing at least one episode in that in that series uh, but he's uh, he's also going so he also did uh, this we can be heroes movie which starred Pedro Pascal and um, it was uh, what kind of he he's not it didn't star him he's a he's a he's he's in it uh but it's it kind of is a continuation from his spy kids films or at least it feels like it's in that world and uh, it's very much i mean you have uh was uh, lava girl and shark boy in it who i do believe were characters in in spy kids I might, I might be wrong but i'm pretty sure they're all in the same world but yeah they're doing a sequel and robert rodriguez is returning to direct and i believe right he basically does everything on these films i think he edits them himself as well so it's very much his his thing i don't think it really costs that much money to make so it's kind of a no-brainer for netflix just to say yeah go ahead do it and i'm really excited to see what he does next with that with that franchise but let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below Right, moving on to Jodie Whittaker. So it was revealed by The Mirror, who incidentally I used to work for, uh, that Jodie Whittaker um, was quitting as as the Doctor in Doctor Who after season 13. So this is something that was told to them by their sources. And I, to be honest, I wasn't surprised because I heard a lot of rumours that um, her agent wanted her to to leave the show, thought that it actually would be a detriment to her to stay on for longer. She's been in, on the show now for three seasons. I think season 13 is is her fi- is her third season. I will say, according to our review, I haven't watched it yet, but apparently uh, Revolution of the Daleks, uh, the review is written by, Ath- I think, Athena Pickering, 
who's a, a new reviewer for us here at Small Screen. Great review. You should go and check it out. But um, she really liked the, the episode and said it was really, really good. She gave it a, a really good score. Um, go and read that review to see more of what more of her thoughts on the, on the episode. But the New Year's Eve, uh, sorry, the New Year's Day special, The Revolution of the Daleks, was apparently brilliant. And her, her performance in it was apparently incredible. I have been of the opinion that her doctor, I don't think it's, her, it's definitely not her fault. I think it's poorly written or it has been since Chris Chibnall's taken over. I think it hasn't done her any justice. Like she should she should be one of the best doctors ever to, to play the role, but she isn't because of the writing. However, there are some people out there that um, have been saying that she's actually, her Doctor Who's, you know, episodes have been really, really good in season 12. And it looks like season 13 is going to be a lot better than what we got before. So maybe she's going to be going out on a high. I at least hope so. Of course, um, I think Jodie, our doctor, is now, or I think it's that Jodie, our doctor, is now trending on Twitter. I think it's, let me just check that, just so I didn't get that wrong, so that you can, yeah, Jodie, our doctor is, hashtag Jodie, our doctor is trending on Twitter. So it's obvious she has her fans, a lot of fans out there, and I'm really happy about that, because I think Jodie Whittaker is a fantastic actor, and I think um, that there's, some, there's really something there. Uh, her as Doctor Who, I think, or the Doctor in Doctor Who just really, really works. I think she's been let down by some, by basically a bad showrunner, to be honest. But he's still around, so obviously um, people do like what he's been doing. I do think this New Year's Day episode probably marks a kind of change in the tides, really, for Doctor Who. So maybe, as I said, she'll go out on a high. And then <clears throat> there have been rumors that Daniel Kaluuya, who is, of course, in Get Out and Black um, Black Panther and Widows, is being lined up as her replacement. I personally don't think that might that's the case. That rumor does come from we got this covered. So do take that with a pinch of salt, but I think he'd be he'd be great. I think he'd be the first kind of official black doctor. I'm pretty sure he would. And um, he's quite young. I think he's 31 years old. So he would be one of the youngest people to play the role. I think Matt Smith was probably around the same age, but I think that's that would be a good kind of way to go. But again, as I said before, I think he's probably a bit too big to play the role. They tend to go for actors that are kind of known, but not really kind of on the fringes. Actually, I think Christopher Eccleston was probably the most well-known actor ever to play Doctor Who. And he only played him for, for one season. Uh, David Tennant wasn't particularly well-known before, but then afterwards, I mean, David Tennant now is big name and the same with Jodie Whittaker now is going to be a big name when she leaves the show Matt Smith as well you know he was in the crown he's Matt Smith's been in loads of stuff he's going to be in last night uh, last night in Soho I believe which is uh, I'm forgetting the uh, director's name but it's the director of uh, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz I'm forgetting his name but um, yeah so there are some I mean the BBC actually off, uh, apparently they've refused to comment on whether these rumors are true but again it comes from the mirror I used to work at the mirror and I know they wouldn't make that sort of stuff up they obviously have an inside source that told them this and I would trust them so I'm pretty sure it's it's nailed on that she's that she's leaving after season 13 but what do you guys think about that what do you think guys think about the rumors of Daniel Kaluuya potentially being the next Doctor Who let me know your thoughts in the comments below Right, moving on, and moving on to, uh, yeah, I'll talk about this a bit, but not much. So Daniel Rickman again, <laughs> he's really, really been pushing out these these scoops, uh, said that Amber Heard is rumored to be in talks to star in a mirror HBO Max spin-off TV show. I said in the in the um, in the article that I'm not a hundred percent sure whether this is true. To be honest, I'm probably below fifty percent, uh, mainly because I know that. 
basically Warner Brothers, they they do seem to be backing Amber Heard, which is their prerogative. That's as you know, as far as they're concerned, whatever. Uh, I've spoken at length about the whole Amber Heard and Johnny Depp situation. I don't really want to go into it any more than it really has to. But you know, if this were to be a thing, I think it'd be a mistake. I think uh, I'm not too sure whether people really want a Mirror TV show. Judging by the the reaction online and on Twitter, especially, no, people really don't want it. But you know, if they do it, then that will be out there, and I think it will do pretty badly, personally. But um, I also don't really think there's that much in that character to explore. Really, I think it would be a kind of weird show to make. Um, I think there are many more. Uh, there are many other. There are other properties within the, within like the DC comics that they could do not mirror mirror is not really something that they should really look into i I don't think so as far as i'm concerned it's a no but let me know what you guys think in the comments below right final story of the day and that's that george lucas is rumored to be more involved in the mandalorian season three so this again comes from daniel rickman this is this is the daniel rickman scoop show let's just say that um So he's saying that George Lucas is going to be more involved in season three of The Mandalorian. I personally don't think that would be a good idea because, you know, he left, he, he, he sold it for a reason. He didn't really want to be part of it anymore. Uh, he said he wanted to spend more time with his kids. He has um, visited the sets, uh, you know, of all, I think, all the projects. Uh, I think he really, really likes uh, The Mandalorian. I think he he feels that that's closer to what he was possibly going to do after after the prequel series, the, the the prequel trilogy. The thing is, they don't need him. They don't really need George Lucas anymore. It's being, you know, John Favreau has a handle on it. He's he got backed up brilliantly by Dave Filoni. They have really, really good people involved in this. And um, it doesn't seem, it's not the kind of show that needs, you know, George Lucas's input. I think if anything, the, 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 um, the sequel trilogy uh, was something that needed his input more than, than The Mandalorian. Because I actually think The Mandalorian is very, very close to what, as I said before, what George Lucas probably would have done later on. He he was uh, prepping a series. I think they filmed a pilot, uh, you know, which is kind of based in the un- underworld, kind of seedy underworld uh, in, in the Star Wars universe. And The Mandalorian is kind of that. There's an element of that in The Mandalorian. So I think I'm really excited for season three. It is happening. It's not the book of Boba Fett, which a lot of people were saying. Um, no, that's 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 not the case. And um, I'm hoping that this isn't true. I'm hoping that George Lucas isn't going to be too involved. Yeah, he can visit the set and, you know, he can chat to John Favreau and Dave Filoni about what could happen. But, you know, don't make him an executive producer. Don't, don't really give... I don't think it would be a good idea to give him that much power I mean, maybe who knows? Maybe maybe he come up with some brilliant ideas, and they just have to go with it. But I think John Favreau has a plan. Dave Filoni as well is involved in that plan as well. And I think I think they know where they're going. I don't really think they need much help. But let me know what you guys think about that in the comments below. And with that, I'll say goodbye. Thank you very very much for watching. Again, if you would rather listen to this as a podcast, you can. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts at Small Screen Stories. If you're listening on uh, iTunes, on Apple Podcasts even, uh, you can give us five stars, that'd be great. Um, Then you can follow us at uh, Small Screen Co. anywhere on social media. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Like, uh, follow the page, like the page on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Small Screen Co. 
do all of that stuff you can follow me on twitter ej lauder and you can also write for small screen if you'd like you can email me at hello at small-screen.co.uk or edward at small-screen.co.uk you can reach me either of those email addresses um thank you so much for watching guys and i'll see you back here tomorrow again i didn't don't think i mentioned this at the top of the show but i'm only going to be doing this three times a week now so it's going to be tuesdays wednesdays and thursdays um then the rest of the time i'm going to be working on the site full time uh yeah so thank you very much for watching guys have a good one and peace.